0: Number one versus number two to get things started here at 133. Karachi and there's the two, the national championship to Carter
1: Sturachi. And off a nice leg attack by Brooks. Brooks works into a body lock. He throws Brands to his back. It's all we get. You're moving on already.
0: Chapley k Roman Bravo Young, Penn State's first champion at 133 pounds. And what a way to start the night. A victory in a sudden victory. Man, it feels amazing. You know, I put a lot of work into
1: this, people don't see. And uh, you know, it's a lot of pressure sometimes, but. Got it done, and now I'm
2: a national champ forever. It means a lot. It's time! On this episode of the Let's Go State Wrestling podcast, we sit down with performance enhancement coach Michael Schroeder and director of operations for wrestling Adam Lynch. Penn State coming off a 21 13 victory over Nebraska this past Sunday, as they'll now turn the page towards Ryder on Sunday, February 20th. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I've never been better. Never been better. (laughs) Don't have a good enough comeback for that. Is this your first podcast, the both of you, or no?
0: Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah.
2: The debut of both of you guys. Well, welcome. So this podcast is basically designed for the fans that are listening for the first time or the twentieth time. This podcast is, is is designed to basically get inside the program, try to get a feel for what you guys are interested in, away from that stuff like that. So we're gonna roll with uh, this first off, Michael. Let's go with you first. Performance enhancement coach. For the general fan that has no idea what that title means, what do you do on a day in and day out basis?
1: Uh, on a day in and day out basis. Um much just with our program and i think adam can probably say the same thing i mean we have our job titles but there's so much involved with in the program that we always try to make ourselves accessible we're always available for whatever it may be uh, within my description anything performance related whether it be their strength their conditioning um, speed work um, flexibility mobility i mean anything involved with that is my main focus and then you have you know other aspects within you know, our program where we just try to help everything out, to just make it the best program we can make it. I've got some follow-up questions for you in
2: a second. But, Adam, let's ask the same thing to you. Director of Wrestling Operations. That's a vast title. What does that mean?
0: Um, you know, I remember when I first started working and uh, I was talking to Cody Sanderson. He said to me one time, you know, when people ask me what I do, I have a hard time describing it. And I was kind of looking at him, you know, kind of confused. And then but now that I've been doing this for a while, I kind of see what it means. Because within athletics, is, it really is a lot of just random things. Um, one day you're helping prepare, you know, stuff for scholarships, and then the next day you're doing laundry or, you know, doing – or getting putting shakes in the fridge sometimes or just kind of whatever needs done. Uh, and the kind of whatever needs done thing is what uh, Mike and I said. We team up well with that kind of stuff.
2: So there's basically no job that's too big for, for any of you guys at the end of the day.
0: No, I say, yeah, we don't, you know, you don't, you can't have an ego about things. You do, you just, if something needs done, we just try to do our best to do it, make it happen. So the coaches uh, can focus on coaching wrestling and not have to worry about those little things. So Mike and I try to help out with that stuff.
2: Michael, when you talk about, I mean, obviously working with the athletes and flexibility and all that stuff that you were talking about before, would you say 10 years ago that your position was really even a concept in the collegiate space, or is it developed into something that all of a sudden you need a person like you?
1: Well, I think there's so much money that's dumped into athletics in general, especially now when you have the NIL stuff and you know kids being able to get sponsorships and whatnot, and social media is getting huge. Um, you know, athletics has always been a thing, um, but I think over time, and that's just with you know science and development sport uh sports science and technology um the need for positions like mine has grown uh so i mean 10 years ago we didn't know what we know now but at the same time though there was still a need it's just now it's just there's so much more you know ins and outs of it i guess you could say and uh you know with athletes they're getting information from everywhere so know just trying to stay up with everything and that just continuing your your education and just um, trying to make yourself more knowledgeable to you know basically be the most valuable person you can be for the program but 10 years ago still need but I think it's just more of a focus now.
2: Adam I think any Friday, Sunday, whatever day of the week that you're going to have a wrestling match take place most people show up they see what the action is on the mat and they leave after that but the culmination of what goes into that day in and day out. You're talking about filling the milk fridge, um, doing all that little stuff that ultimately takes an operation of stuff. How much do you guys rely on each other as just coworkers and staff support members?
0: Um, I mean, we would rely each other a lot, especially on, on road trips. Hmm. Um, I mean, on road trips, I mean, we got, you know, you got like four cases of water you got to carry in or something. So it's nice to have help with that kind of stuff, you know?
2: Wait, what does a road trip look like? Like, what do you mean by that?
0: Okay, so leading up to a road trip, uh, for example, maybe our our Iowa road trip. Um, well, for, so from my perspective, I guess leading up to that with the travel stuff. So leading up to that, I uh, you know I figure out who our travel party is, make sure we have the right names for flights. Um, then I'll uh, uh, make sure the hotel has the correct rooming list. Um, get the itinerary ready uh, for the team to know when we're leaving. I'll call the bus driver and say, hey, just confirm him. you know, we want to meet here uh, at this time so we can get a ride to the airport. And then, uh, you know, get in, get checked in, get in on the plane, head to Iowa, get there, get off the plane, we pick up the vans, and then uh, from there head to the hotel.
1: I want to cut in on that. He just named all the general things that he does and not the specifics and like the, the little things that somebody like myself notices, like making sure there's extra singlets. If a guy doesn't have a singlet or extra knee pads, it's like things that are on his checklist. He's always just followed up with, you know, making sure that going into it or whatever, he's already been in touch with like the facilities coordinator and what time we're getting there. And like, Hey, we're getting there. We're going to be there a little bit early. Our schedule changes on the road all the time. Um, I mean, that was, like, his main stuff, but yet I feel like there's so many other <laughs> things that I see that maybe he's just over – that he overlooks that it's just on – it, like I said, it's on his checklist, and he's just making sure he's checking the boxes, and, you know, there's nothing left unturned, I guess you could say.
0: I mean, we, we just try to make sure the job gets done, right? I mean, and
2: – So your job really is never done, though. Like – you can sit on the bus or coach Cale Sanderson can sit on the bus. And obviously he's in his zone doing whatever he's got to do. But your job, Adam is really never done because you're checking in with the hotel. You're checking in with the flight. You're checking in with all that well, stuff.
0: I mean, I think that's any job though, any job. There's always stuff you can do, right? I mean, maybe when they're on the bus, though, they're thinking about training and what their wrestlers, what their guys got to do. You know I mean? When he gets there, he has to, you know, in, in Mike's case, he's thinking about, okay, these guys, you know, I got to make sure, uh, Maybe, like, do this stretch with them or something. or So we're all always thinking. There's always stuff going on. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're all just sitting there enjoying themselves, you know, <laughs> having, a, a, you know, having a, a Mountain Dew or something. And um, they're always thinking or watching film or, or uh, just thinking what the guys need to make sure they have what they need to be able to perform. And I, and I view, when, when Coach Kale hired me, he asked me to help make sure they can focus more on, on coaching – so I try to take things so they can do that. Like when the nutrition or fueling station started to be a thing. Oh and every week, um, Mike mostly did it, but then I, I would help him sometimes. He would go get all this. We had to drive over to, where was it, Haluba? Yeah, it was Haluba. Haluba and... Throw all, everything have, in the we car. Had
1: put, we had to put orders in every week, and it had to be in on, like, a timely matter. And you're you're going through your checklist on, all right, I'm sorry, but I don't think pretzels are, you know, a great source of nutrition. But, like, you're, you're going through everything and making sure you have enough for the week. And then, you know, you put the order in, and then you got to go cross campus and, and load it up, bring it back, stock it. Wait, and orders sh- on what? Like, wh- wh- what are you talking about? When the nutrition stations first started up, when they first started this whole thing, um... You know, it was a little. I could say it was rocky. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it trying just, to figure things out. Yeah, just and like anything that you're
0: starting, right? Yeah. So transition. How, how
1: they started it um, is not how it is today, but you know, back then when it was first starting out, you know, we were going over there in a the vehicle and just loading. So
0: we go pick it up, bring it, and then we throw so, it and everything. Now we have managers and stuff now that help will help us with those things like putting stuff in the fridges and yeah. all that but and
1: now they also have the fueling yeah. stations set yeah. up in in each facility on campus for all the athletes it's not just each team puts an order in and then all of a sudden you know you got to get over there and scramble to get back cuz you have practice and but
0: well, yeah know. but my point is is we try to like we don't want them thinking about that right yeah you know we want them to be thinking about you know coaching Iowa and, for uh, example or going back or to the start of your
2: example yeah, yeah.
0: And I give Michael a lot of respect with this stuff, too, because he's he's a coach as well and takes on these things and comes and helps me a lot of the time. And he doesn't have to. He just does it because he wants to. (laughs) So I appreciate it.
1: I'm like the assistant to the the director of operations. Uh, Adam,
2: uh, Mike, at one point in time mentioned that you're trying to make sure there's extra singlets in case something happens or something like that. So that sparked a question in my mind because there's got to be a nightmare scenario where you're like, oh. Crap! Did I pack an extra thing of that, or you got one that pops in your head?
0: Well, I just in the past I remember a couple of times we were at a tournament, and then someone's like, "Oh, I forgot my singlet," and I had to, you know, so I ran back to the hotel to get it. And I'm like, "I don't want to run back to the hotel every time, so I'm just gonna bring extra." <laughs> so now if someone and it hasn't happened in a while, it's very rare that it happens, but once in a while, you know, the guys they have a lot to thinking about, getting ready for a match or a tournament or whatever, and and sometimes for whatever reason they just forget to throw their singlet in their bag when we leave the hotel and then we're covered. Especially, it's never happened where it was, like, right about when they were out to wrestle, luckily.
1: That's good. He- Headgear, one time. Did that happen? Shack.
0: Oh, no, that was the hair thing. Was that the hair thing? Because he had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, never mind. That was close. What's the hair thing? Well, he had, he had um, uh, cornrows. The official at National said that he needed a head covering. He said when the match starts, he's can start injury time. And he had that amount of time to get head covering, or he'd lose, or he'd lose the match. So I think uh, it was at
1: the top of the Cleveland, in the, and and Cody arena. Sanderson.
0: I think it was Cody ranning That was, I think, that's the fastest yeah. I've ever seen him run. He, it was impressive how quickly he got that head covering got it back. <laughs> like a 4 four forty type of thing pretty so, quick? Something like
2: that. Uh, what about as far as, like, nationals? So you think about a Sunday or a Friday evening inside rec hall, BJC, whatever it is. That's one thing. But then you start talking about the Big Ten championship. Then you start talking about the NCAA championships. How does what you guys do, the scale of it, just maximize for moments like that?
1: I mean, it's like at the end of It's, it's like that every week. But, I mean, obviously it's that's – uh, how do you want to even put it? Like that's the what these kids that's their end goal is to win a national title and everything like that. And uh, I, I look at our jobs outside of our job description as basically ma- enabling the athletes to one compete at the highest level, but making it so efficient and so that they can just be effective with what they're trying to do and the same with the coaches. and that's where I think Adam and I just do a really good job of just piggybacking off each other and it's kind of whatever the job is. you got to get it done. Um, you know things like staying out till. Twelve, one, two o'clock in the morning, doing laundry at a twenty-four hour laundry mat just to make sure guys have clothes for the next day, and uh, I, I think just at nationals, it's just uh, that's what kids they wrestle all year just to get to there. So.
0: And and I'd like to think too that we take every we approach every competition or trip the same way. I wouldn't say just because it's NCAAs we like all right let's ramp it up or something, (laughs) you know, we just, (laughs) now it's really go time. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. So, um, I mean, obviously they're a little bit larger scale, but a little bit longer travel. And so it takes a little bit more planning than, um, you know, if you're just going for a, a one dual trip or something, but.
2: There's gotta be some late nights in those laundry 24 hour mats. I can only imagine.
0: Yeah, but have some good stories.
2: I, I bet. That's probably a separate podcast yeah. down the road, the uncensored version of the Let's Go State Wrestling podcast. Uh, you guys have obviously mentioned a, d- a couple of different times now, being hired by Kale Sanderson, Cody Sanderson, and company to be able to come in here and do what you guys do. If you go back and reflect on that moment and obviously the magnitude for you guys professionally to come into a place like this, help this program achieve more success, what do you remember about those days, those moments? Adam, I'll start with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just guess was honored that they, you know, believed in me and that I could do the job. And uh, so I just really wanted to make sure that I held up to my end of the bargain. You know, they want me to help them be able to focus more on coaching and and take away stuff so they can focus more on coaching. And so that's what I tried to do. So, I mean, it's been an honor. The, there, there's a this group of people, they're, I mean, just outstanding people on and off the mat, you know, outside of coaching. There's just good people and good people to be around.
1: I have to say that when I came here, um, my first thought is how little I actually knew about not wrestling per se, but just, I guess, wrestling. Um, the performance side of things, I mean, my knowledge, I felt like was solid already, how I programmed, what I did. But yet, you know, each sport is unique. Each sport is different. I think wrestling is the most unique sport, Um period. I mean, there's not another sport on campus that continually fluctuates in weight on a, you know, daily, weekly basis and everything like that. And, um, not having grown up wrestling, I felt like I was already kind of at a disadvantage a little bit and uh, not to go into any stories, but the, one of the things I want to make sure I knew was how it felt to actually wrestle. So I, uh, I entered into a, an opener two over the course of some time. And, uh, to get my butt kicked, <laughs> uh, but uh, was able to understand. You have stories of that, don't you? Eddie? Well, the
0: he did the uh, the Nathan line open, and he cut down to 149. I was weighing in at 166. And he made weight. He made weight. weighed in, and then he got uh, was it Solomon Chisco? Yeah, that was his first was? ever match. His first match, which it was he was good. You know,
1: <laughs> they didn't give me a fluff match. <laughs> no, they made the brackets. And that was right? the first time he's ever wrestled in his life. Yeah.
2: That's pretty crazy. All right, so go more into detail about that.
1: I just was able to understand just, like, how it felt to to cut weight. And, of course, you know, what we tell the athletes to do, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, and hopefully they're not listening, but I did everything I was not supposed to do probably. Just be, I was just trying to get down the weight and was just nervous about even getting down there because instead of going to, like, 157, I was like, I'm going to drop two weight classes. Why not? Let's go. And then uh, I did it, but – it was things like, um, not realizing how much my stomach shrank. I was like, when I'm done this, I, I am going to eat an entire pizza. <laughs> and I don't think I ate a more than a slice and a half when I was done. And, but how I felt after it, when, you know, you go out there and yeah, I made weight. And next thing you know, like, you know, the term gassing out. I mean, I thought I was in really good shape. I was not in good shape when I got down the weight and had to perform and, uh, it was just, you know, I wake up the next day, and I'm like, all right, this is why my neck's sore, my, my, my you know, my shoulders are feeling a little bit, you know. Things, just little things like that where, all right, maybe I should learn a little bit more here. How can I benefit by um, incorporating different things into my programs to benefit them? So it was by actually doing it, I was able to, to gain something, you know, watching practice and being able to figure out, you know, I, I know, turn, I'm like the best... 20% wrestler, 20% speed wrestler out there. Because technique-wise, that's basically what I do. It's, everything's technique related, but not wrestling. But uh, I can't. I just watched and learned and figured out the movement patterns within it. And it just come to realize that, you know, each one of these kids in this room are strong in some of the most awkward positions that you could imagine. And they get in the positions and they, you know, they come out on top or, you know, just figuring out how to uh, leverage their weight and stuff like that. Um, I just, like I said, from when I first got hired, I felt like I needed to learn a little bit more about the sport, and I made a conscious effort to do it, and I think I've only actually bettered myself um, in the position I'm in.
2: That's really cool. You uh, definitely took on the responsibility to uh, learn and adapt to what they're going through and stuff like that, obviously. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows they're freak athletes and they're strong in multiple different positions like you talked about. In 30 seconds or less, what do you guys like to do away from wrestling, away from work, whatever it is? Let's go Adam first.
0: Uh, I like to hang with my wife and kids and I like to do a little uh, woodworking sometimes, Ooh. home improvement, DIY stuff, I'd say. That's, that's probably about it.
2: Like woodworking, you're making just like – Home
0: projects, or you're doing? Uh, I mean, I've sometimes. I mean, I'll do like a. I like to try, try to remodel our, some parts of our house. Some are still in progress. Don't ask my wife. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I've made like a table. You know, that's cool. Too complex, but I enjoy. That's a hobby. I that's
1: say, cool. Yeah, Michael. Um, I mean, I'm gonna have to go with the same thing. I mean, I like. I spent like spending time with my wife, and we have two dogs. We don't have any kids. Uh, just the fur kids. And, You know, my wife being a realtor, I just, we look at houses all the time. Same kind of thing, DIY, um, projects at the house, just doing little things like that. Um, She thoroughly enjoys it, and that's what she does for a living, so it makes it a lot easier to fall into that. How many Saturday open houses do you have to go to in the off-season? I try not to go to too many unless I'm bringing her coffee. (laughs) Um, Unless, if I want to see something, I just say, hey, I want to go see that house, so... Guys,
2: appreciate you stopping by on this edition of the Let's Go State Wrestling podcast. We'll have to do this again down the road as, once again, Penn State coming off that 21-13 to 13 win over to Nebraska this past Sunday as they'll take on Ryder February 20th at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time inside Rec Hall. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thank you.